Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. You care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? You guys out there? You listening? Coming to you live from central Wisconsin, where another day of the news is is uh, in queue. It's good to see you guys out there today. Uh, another two-hour show planned for you guys today. Got some good stuff for you guys today, finally. Sorry about yesterday. Hey, I got, not everybody can have, a, have an on day every day. You know what I'm saying? So I apologize you had to sit through that yesterday, but it's just, man, just some days it is rough to want to come in front of the camera, man. And um, but you guys just make it easier on me and, and, um, you know, you make me want to be here with you guys. So thank you guys very much for the love, support and prayers, even through the rough days. Uh, today I got some good stuff for you guys. Uh, so, uh, we'll, we'll have a full two hour show lined up for you guys today. Should be some interesting stuff. Several interesting op-eds out there today that I think are, that are interesting, that are worth your time to hear. Um, president Trump's statement. I think we should probably go through that. I haven't actually read it yet. I kind of scanned it, but uh, I didn't really read it. It's 12 pages. Uh, for those of you that haven't read that yet, I kind of want to spend some time on that. Uh, T- Ted Cruz is in the news <laughs> talking about January 6th. So we got a couple articles on January 6th. Um, an interesting op-ed from Seton Motley. Uh, not, not familiar with the writer, but uh, I started scanning this uh, earlier today. DC is your crane, another Money laundering operation for globalists. An interesting op-ed that I want to read for you guys today on that. And then uh, there's another op-ed talking about the IRS and what the Biden is conspiring with. Uh, there's an interesting DARPA article out there today. Hunter Biden's back in the news. And an interesting uh, op-ed also by Glenn Greenwald uh, today. So I want to read those. So lots of interesting uh, articles and things and discussions that be had out there today. So hopefully you'll take the time to spend the two hours with me. Um, I need your guys' advice on the background. I'm considering keeping that uh, going forward. I, I kind of like the way um, it more centers me, to be honest. You can kind of see me better. Uh, the, the, the view is a little bit better, and you don't have all that kind of stuff going around in the background. So I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. I think I kind of like it the way it is like this and the lighting better and the way it kind of you know pulls me forward. Um, and so I don't know. But I need your guys' advice, whether you like it the old look or the new look better. So without further ado, let's get to the show opener uh, business out of the way, and then we'll get to all those great articles for you guys today. Thanks for joining me here today, guys. I see a good crowd working their way in there all over the place. Thanks for being here today, guys. RP4L, thank you for, for being here on the Foxhole.app. Do me a favor, everybody out there. Tell a friend, tell a family member about the Foxhole.app. A lot of great creators that are over there right now, live. 412 and on, Base Amy, Brain Pod, Uncle Krusty, Johnny Dangerously, Patriot. 
Patriot News and Patriot Soapbox. Ah, it's, a, it's a quieter day on Tuesday. I just, News Time Live just went live, so check that out. There's all kinds of uh, great creators over there, so spread the word about it for us if you guys can. Uh, and let them know that the reason why the Foxhole.app is a great app is because if they want to help streamers, the vast majority of their dollars goes to the streamer. Unlike every other platform out there where they take a major cut, that's not how the platform is set up over here. And so it's 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 great for that. And without guys like Matt, who I see out there hanging out today, uh, and the people that, that help put it together, people like us, you know, being canceled and, and hidden from view, um, I don't know if we would have been able to survive during that time. They, they kind of helped us put a gap in in play for the last year and a half, two years, and it's just been uh, amazing. It's been awesome. About, I guess the past year, huh? About, about a year, a little bit over a year was January. So, yeah, about a year and a half now, man. Holy crap. So thanks for being here today, guys. Uh, Politius, I got that uh, I got that uh, email that you sent me. I'm going to cover that here in just a moment. Liberty Bells is in the house. Good to see you out there. Much love. Politius, thanks again for everything you do behind the scenes to keep me in check, <laughs> as well as you, Chris. God bless you. Keep true. God bless you. Tam Growl in the house. And who cares? Dropping the 145 gold pills on me. Again, salute to you, sir. God bless you. Thank you for everything. A little more light on your left would help. A little more light on my left would help. Over here. Okay. Lighting issue is still, I'm still working on that. So still, that's going to change too, depending on if you guys like this better or not. Um, background needs an iron. It's the other problem is, is this is the corner, back corner of the trailer. So the, the ceiling is only like six feet tall, maybe not seven feet tall. And that thing goes up like taller than the ceiling. <laughs> and then you can't see the with the uncensored a part of it so i could just put it back there with just and you would just see the you know the eagle but then you and it would it would be it wouldn't have all the riffles in it but then again you wouldn't be able to see the stuff so i don't know um <laughs> uh a paper bag would help <laughs> Uh, keep true much love crystal Jane. you like the new setup you like it all right cool i appreciate the, the feedback i'm trying to decide what to do if i keep it like this i'm gonna re i'm gonna revamp everything and go to back to the dual camera view um and change the way the the layout is on the screen here too so i don't know uh lots of options that i have on that we'll, we'll get to that here in just a moment let me do, do me a favor check out uncensoredave.com if you get time everything that that you need to know about the the, the website is is on the website podbean iheart apple google spotify pick one anyone brothers uncensored it used to be the name of the podcast now it's uncensored Dave. you can still find it if you search for it and the growth on the podcast has been awesome thank you for spreading the word on it um it's it's becoming probably the most popular platform that i stream on now so i know that uh you know this time slot there's a lot of stuff happening out there and people keep telling me to change time slots i'm in this slot because it is the the best slot for my audience you know for for the people that can be with me uh and want to be with me during this time instead of watching bannon or something like that um i it's a time where there's usually breaking news happening right between four and five, four and six p.m. Central, five and seven Eastern. So I, I like it for that, and then I like it in case there is other stuff happening out there. We can stream longer. I can just keep going. You know, we've done that several times, um, and I'm gonna start doing more uh, IRL mobile streams here pretty quick. So uh, I got to get all that gear going, and I'm I'm still I'm trying to raise f funds to go to uh, Virginia Beach Reawaken Tour. Um, 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. It's just things are really tight right now with me, and I'm transitioning all of my stuff over to the new bank account, and it's starting to hit, but we're hurting a little bit over here. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, if you want to watch the, the show, you can do it directly from the website. Don't forget the merchandise. You can get yourself I Want My News Uncensored shirts. Check that out when you get time. Every day, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, Monday through Friday. Not every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network are where you can find the streams. Much love to everyone out there on Tiger Network. And CloudHub, too. Um, and thank you to uh, to Jeff Brain for the invite to uh, the General Flynn discussion. I, I haven't decided yet. I, I guess I want to kind of ask you guys what you guys think about um, helping to fundraise for General Flynn and getting a, taking a cut off of that. Um, I would, you know, depending on how much people from my show donated to General Flynn, I would get a cut of it. But I don't have that big of an audience you know, there's other creators out there that have much bigger audiences where they would actually do something. And, and then it would, I feel like it would be, I'll be talking about raising money for General Flynn half the show. And I don't, I don't know if I want to do that or not. I think it's a great cause and I think it would be a way to get exposure for us. I think just like, uh, you know, Red Pill 78 getting a shout out from General Flynn yesterday, um, they're going to start to help um, elevate people like, um, like Red Pill 78. So, you know, um, it, it's. There, it's a it, there's a two way street there. It's not just raising money for General Flynn. It's also a way to get more exposure. But I don't know that I I, I kind of like just the organic growth that we've had to the show. We've had constant growth. Um, we have a, a, a bigger audience every day, and the, everything is growing consistently. And I'm able to to pay the bills. So I mean, at this point, I don't really care about anything more than more growth. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not in this to become. Um, to become a celebrity or an all-star or something like that. That's not the information is always what's important to me. So I feel like that would be like self-promotion. And, and I, it, I can't stand people that self-promote, dude. It, it, it really bugs me. And I don't know why it does. It's smart for people to self-promote. If you want to do this for a living, you should self-promote and you should, you know, you should be better marketing. But you guys know, I just, I'm more focused on what's important in, during the day. And I think if I just stay there, then we're good. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I'm just kind of venting on all that. I don't know what to think about it all. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, check out the the uh, previous shows that are always on here as well. If you want to help keep the lights on, cash at PayPal. Um, for some reason, I just did this about five minutes ago. I buy me a coffee link. You can click it, and it'll take you to buy me a coffee. But for some reason, the picture didn't show up. So I'll fix that after the show today. Um, but that's the best ways you can do it. Thank you for the Patreons. New um, 16 Patreons uh, helping to pay the bills, too. That hit today. So I'm finally getting everything starting to hit in my business account. So thank you all for all your love, support, and prayers. I appreciate you guys very much. And if you can't help financially, I get it. Just do me a favor. Help spread the stream. Tell, tell somebody about what we're trying to do here. I appreciate you guys very much. Also, MyPillow.com backslash Abe. I appreciate you guys very much. And I really at the website they have a lot of new cool stuff going on over here with their slippers um there's they have new style slippers that they're uh, releasing now um and there's it's kind of like indoor and outdoor and it's uh, some pretty cool stuff so check out the new slippers that they have over there when you get get a chance um also buy one get one free uh bed sheets um uh, giza excellent my pillows you know what i'm saying those things are awesome i have one of those uh Roll and go anywhere pillows and towel sets. Everybody needs towels. And so grab those if you can. Buy one, get one free. You get a great great discount. And also you get the, uh, a free book if you use discount code Abe. So thank you guys very much. I have seen the reports coming in, and I see you guys are consistently pretty much 
um, buying stuff. And again, I, I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, it's you can use several di- different discount codes out there, but the only reason that I'm able to keep them as a sponsor is because you guys keep you know grabbing something off the website. So thank you very much. I'm going to grab pretty soon when I, when I start getting my money problems figured out. The Omen Collection, this Declaration of Constitution, I'm going to grab that for sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that for sure. And they have some other cool stuff down here too. So check out the website, my, mypillow.com backslash Abe. All right. Uh, Facebook, True Social, and Gabblings are at the very bottom of the website and as well as the email address and P.O. Box. And with that, there is the opener business stuff. Get that out of the way. You know what I'm saying? Where's my, there it is. Um, hello to, to everyone over there on the Foxhole. Thanks, guys. Crystal Jane, you like the new setup? Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you for the feedback. Knock my socks off 100 degrees in two days in a row. <laughs> wow. Um, knock my socks off. You, you asked me a question yesterday. I meant to get to it, and I, and I forgot to, ask, to answer uh, your question. What did you ask me yesterday? I wanted to answer that question. Uh, I think if uh, RP is elevated, he will need your assistance. I've, <laughs> you maybe you may have a point there. We, 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 maybe we can be a big, better, bigger team <laughs> in other ways. Uh, it's um, I can't wait for Thursday. I love hanging out with Red Pill on Thursdays. Crystal Jane dropping a thousand gold pills on me. Holy cow! Thank you very kindly. God bless you. Thank you very kindly for that. I really appreciate that. Uh, you yourself and who cares news with uh the gold pills already dropping on me. I appreciate you. Um. Whatever, Uncensored Dave, even a bad day on your show is a good day. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I just, some days I'm like really proud of the shows that I do. You know, I get I get everything in there and I get the, uh, all of my comments are there. And Monday I was not proud of the show. <laughs> I wanted the thought, I was considering deleting it. Uh, but it's all good. Um, safety pins, yeah, that's good. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, this is the road trip background. You like the background? I'm um, just trying to catch your feedback. You're 95 degrees there. Holy cow. It's like 90 here today. So, yeah, here come the storms. Uh. <laughs> Knock my socks off. Said, you're not well acquainted with my memory. You want me to remember what I said yesterday? <laughs> uh, it was something about, I think it was the plants maybe or something. The plants are all looking good. I've been, I was out of the land this weekend. And I think I may have lost two of them, um, but we got a good, a really good rainstorm yesterday that I think uh, may have uh, have helped. So we're gonna have to see if they make it through this summer. If that's gonna be the hard part. I gotta I gotta keep them moisture uh, on the trees in the summer. But so far everything's looking good out there. Everyone over there in Tiger Network and all the lurkers out there, much love. Thank you for being here today, guys. Rumble crowd is working their way in here today, guys. Thanks for subbing to the channel. Also, do me a favor, hit that plus button on the on Rumble there. I see several of you guys out there. Hanging out today. Let me check in with you guys, see how you guys are doing. Styly girl, hope I hear some good news today. I do have some good news today. Uh, Ilda the Hun's in the house as well as knock my socks off lurking over there as well. Chris, thank you for everything you do behind the scenes. And in the uh, while we're live, every day you're here with me. God bless you. Thank you for everything. Um, uh, let's see who else is over here. It's the president's birthday. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tribute to President Trump. Stand by for that. We're gonna kick, we're gonna, that's, we're gonna, we're gonna kick the show off with that today. Uh, let's see who else. 92 in southwest florida today Jeez, it's the the heat the summer is here huh it's we only have one day of heat and then tomorrow goes back down to like 70 or something so we'll see um yes thank you for sharing the buy me the coffee links appreciate you guys very much what's good twitch crowd uh thanks again jc bird for all your support i appreciate you brother i can't do this without you tornado warnings in chicago last night i saw that man did you see that storm go through there that was crazy dude um 
raised eighty seven thousand dollars in twenty nineteen for the Flynn and family artwork raffles. I remember that. I remember that. That's cool. I didn't realize that was you, Kirk. God bless you, man. Thanks for being in the crowd today. I appreciate you. Uh, Johnny B said, if you were centered in your frame, it would be perfect. Just my opinion. Okay, gotcha. So I bought a, I bought a new chair before I left. And the I bought a narrow uh, slider thing, you know. And the chair legs are <clears throat> wider. So I keep falling back and forth the whole... This is, this is what I do the whole freaking day. I just... It falls off that side, and then I got to, and then I got it falls off this side, and it, yeah, that's getting fixed. <laughs> when you see me doing this, I'm like, I keep falling off the side of the damn roller thing, and it's, oh man, it, you know, that's why the rants start to happen because I just start losing my freaking mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, we will indeed hold the fort, my brother, no doubt about it. Uh, Peggy's in the house. The towels are my favorite. Awesome. Thank you for being here today, Peggy. God bless you. Uh, who else is out there? Ziva. It's hard to see you, but, uh, I love the background. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll change the lighting. Um, we can, I can work on that. I don't, I don't want too much lighting on me. I'm trying to figure out how to, how to get that done. And I think what I'm going to do is if you guys like the background, I'm actually going to move that to the back wall and slide the whole studio this way and then have another camera set up to where I could have on the walls or something. I don't know, something like that. Um, and then I want to change like the way the room sets itself out as well. I do need bumpers, man. <laughs> it drives me nuts, dude. Cause you know, everything is over here. So I, yeah, I got to figure out, I got to change the way this is all working. Cause it's not, it's driving me nuts. I figured I would just get everything here for a few weeks to start doing shows here and start getting a feel of how, what I'm going to want to do. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I kind of like the background because I like having the pictures up back there. So I'm thinking maybe a second camera, move the move those pictures over here, a second camera facing this way, and you could see like I had last time. Something like that. I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's what I've been thinking about is trying to figure out what I want to do here. <laughs> and I can't – I have no answers for anything. I'm just like, I don't know. <clears throat> it's my show rant whenever I want. Well, let me start off with this. Thanks for being here today, guys. Let's get to the show. First 20 minutes already uh, is uh, moving along here. Politia sent me this from a local party. Flag Day, also called National Flag Day in the United States, a day honoring the national flag observed on June 14th. The holiday commemorates the date in 1777 when the United States approved the design for its first national flag. The Congress of the United States established the first Continental Army on June 14th, 1775. Two years later, on June 14th, 1777, John Adams spoke about the American flag at the meeting of the Continental Congress in Philadelphia. Reports say Adams said, quote, resolved that the flag of the 13th United States, 13 United States shall be 13 stripes, alternate red and white, and that the union be 13 stars, white on the blue field, representing a new constellation. Since the time of the original Stars and Stripes, the United States has had 27 official versions of the flag. Stars have uh, been added Every time another state has entered the Union, but 13 stripes have remained the same, representing the original 13 colonies. In 1912, the American flag featured 48 stars for 48 states, a design that stayed the same until Alaska became the 49th state in 1959. The current version dates back to July 4th, 1960, signifying that Hawaii had become the 50th state in 1959. Uh, the, 
the 48 star American flag flew from 1912 to 1959, the second longest used to stand uh, for the United States. The current U.S. flag with 50 stars has served the United States the longest, having surpassed the 1912 version in 2007. Pretty awesome. Pretty cool. Some little uh, nuggets there. Politius, thank you for that. I appreciate that. And it also is President Trump's birthday today, so we got a tribute to that. We got we definitely got to give a shout-out to President Trump and wish him a great birthday and have a great day. We all hope he has a very blessed and great day today. And I got a little uh, video that um, William of Ockham meme uh uh, archive created a minute and a half of uh, President Trump. It's just some fun stuff. Check it out. Now let's meet our first contestants here this evening. Young lady, what is your name? Mrs. Melania Trump. And uh, how about your fellow here? President Trump. All right, let's see what you can do. Take it away. Happy birthday to President Trump. William the Occam throwing that together for us. Uh, you got to love it, man. <laughs> uh, it's, I, you, those guys are amazing. I have no idea how those people do what they do. That, that shit would take me forever to do, man. But you got to love it. The the meme army coming in strong for President Trump today. <laughs> uh, so that's something today that the D.C. mayor flew 15, yeah, or 51. Yeah, freaking idiot. She probably thinks there's 51. Either that, she's trying to make a statement about DC, but yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe she's just that stupid. <laughs> Great movie, scumbag writer director. Yeah, I love that flick too. Uh, thank you to Daddy Crab for the uh, for the cup of coffee, as well as uh, Ilda the Hun. Thank you very kind kindly, Ildi the Hun. Thank you, thank you for very kindly for the cup of coffee and several of you guys yesterday as well. I appreciate that, uh, Emily and um, Peggy and uh, Meryl, Chris. Thank you guys yesterday for buying me the coffees yesterday. I appreciate you guys very much. I know that a lot of you guys were like, "Finally, geez, dude." Um, finally, I'm finally getting time to work on the stream and work on stuff that I want to work on. You know what I'm saying? Things are finally settling down. Oh, that's what you asked me to knock my socks off. How we're settling into the house. It's been, it was moving ready, dude. 
I cleaned everything twice, and we moved in, and it's been everything's been fine since. Uh, I've already cleaned the air conditioner once. It needs another cleaning because of the, the snow that comes off the trees over here. Um, I guess they're, what is those, oak trees? Is that, that where the spits all the ding, whatever you call them? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> so, yes, uh, the move into the house has been super smooth. Thank God. All right. Um, this is the statement from President Trump. <clears throat> um, have you guys, yeah, like the white, the white snowflake pollen. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that is from the trees that fall. I'm not sure what you call that. There, it it literally snowed from all the damn trees over here. I can't. I don't know what kind of trees they are, but um, oaks have a lot of pollen. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's not, let's not get into how D.C. cannot be a constitutional state. Yeah, I, no kidding. Who cares news? That, good point. Um, all right, so have you guys read this, and do you want me to read it all? Or do you want me to kind of just scan the most of it? Because uh, we've the best part about this is this is a summary of the show that we've done over the last year, year and a half. Um, it, it's, um, I don't know. It's just up to you. If you guys want me to go ahead and read it all or just kind of summarize, we can go through, you know, the beginning, summarize each section, and then read the end uh, is another option. So I haven't actually read it yet. I kind of scanned through it, um, and I just wondered what you guys thought. Hey, uh, Phantom of Fork, thanks for joining us here today. No worries. Brutal Allergy Day in California. Yeah, I had to take uh, some Claritins today because the same thing here with the zoom in on the articles. Gotcha, I will. I uh, will do that. Do you, should I read all of this? Do you guys want me to go ahead and and get it on the record for those that maybe have not seen it? Um, the statement by President Trump that he uh, dropped out yesterday. Um, I'll just get through it and let me know what you guys think. If you want me to read the whole thing. Our nation is suffering. Our economy is in the gutter. Inflation is rampant. Gas prices have reached an all-time high. Ships are unable to unload cargo. Families cannot get needed baby formula. We are an embarrassment around the world. Our withdrawal from Afghanistan was a disaster that cost us precious American blood and gave $85 billion worth of the best military equipment on earth to our enemy. Millions and millions of illegals are marching to the border and invading our country. We have a White House in shambles. The Democrats just this week declaring that Biden is unfit for, to run for re-election. And what, in, and what is the Democrat Congress focused on? A kangaroo court hoping to distract the American people from the great pain they are experiencing. 17 months after the events on January 6th, nice. Democrats are unable to offer solutions. They are desperate to change the narrative of a failing nation without even making mention of the havoc and death caused by the radical left just months earlier. Make no mistake, they control the government. They own this disaster. They are hoping that these hearings will somehow alter their failing prospects. A certain Democrat once said, it's the economy, stupid. Well, Democrats now seem to think that Americans are stupid. They are not. America is crumbling and the Democrats have no solutions. Our nation has no hope of change for the better under Democratic leadership. People are desperate. Rather than solving problems, Democrats are rehashing history in the hopes of changing the narrative. During my time in office, our nation was thriving, our economy was strong, and the price of gas was very low. Above all else, we were respected, perhaps like never before. America prospered under the Trump administration. The sham investigation. 
The January 6th Unselect Committee is is disgracing everything we hold sacred about our Constitution. If they had any real evidence, they'd hold real hearings with equal representation. They don't. So they use the illegally constituted committee to put on, put on a, a smoke and mirror show for the American people. It's a pitiful, last-ditch effort to deceive the American public again. Our Constitution protects the right to confront accusers, honors the right to fair trials, and holds the right to legal representation as paramount in our justice system. Equal representation and the opportunity to offer rebuttal evidence is fundamental in our legal process. The the committee has obliterated those rights and is making a mockery of justice. They have refused to allow our political opponents opponents to to participate in this process and they have excluded all exculpatory witnesses and and anyone who who so easily points out the flaws in their story MAGA witnesses were interrogated behind closed doors in order not to record their own testimony. Members of my staff, my friends, supporters, volunteers, donors were subjected to hours upon hours of inquisition, oftentimes having nothing to do with January 6th. Their very lives were turned upside down for obvious reasons. They were told it was an ongoing investigation, and any reproduction of the interrogation will be viewed as an attempt to interfere with the investigation. They were gagged, threatened, and in some cases ruined. Yet, the the unselect pseudo-committee has coordinated with their media puppets to broadcast their witnesses on national television without any opposition, cross-examination, or rebuttal evidence. The American public has a right to know the truth and see every witness, but these corrupt officials are trying to force-feed the public with their politically opportune sideshow. What are the members of this treasonous committee afraid of? Why can't they let the countervailing opinion be heard? Why are they hiding evidence from the public and only showing information that favors the Democrats' tall tale? They are afraid of losing the narrative because their political opponents could easily show how the committee is lying to the nation and has stripped Americans of their rightful power. Democrats created the narrative of January 6th to distract from the much larger and more important truth that the 2020 election was rigged and stolen. Politicians from both parties, but mostly Democrats, worked in conjunction with corporate elitists to strip Americans of our right to elect our own leaders. To do so, corrupt officials violated their own state laws. The separation of powers is designed to make sure that no officials become dictators by granting the authority to make laws with the legislature and execute laws with the executive branch. No one office should have complete power. It must be separated among different offices. In 2020, separation of powers went out the window. The state executive branch in both red and blue states decided to completely ignore state laws, making up their own rules and execute them. In other words, They became the little dictators our Constitution was designed to prevent. They illegally inflated voter rolls, illegally allowed harvested and stuffed ballots, abused the use of the mail-in ballots, physically removed Republicans from counting facilities, abused the elderly in nursing homes, bribed election officials with donations, stopped counting on the election night, gave Democrats three days to harvest ballots, and demanded that the American people believe it was legitimate. This entire charade of the unselect committee is a brazen attempt to detract the public's attention from the truth. The truth is that Americans showed up in in Washington, D.C. in massive numbers, but seldom revealed by the press, on January 6, 2021, to hold their elected officials accountable for the obvious signs of criminal activity throughout the election. Those who are supposed to be public servants are using the power of the government against the people who entrusted them with the power. We've been betrayed.
since the unselect committee refuses to allow their political opponents to participate in the hearings, the public likely won't hear from the many patriots who contradict the lies being broadcast, at least not in these hearings. This is all a ridiculous and treasonous attempt to cover up the fact that Democrats rigged the election and are siphoning Americans' freedoms and power for their own benefit. Without the ability to have political, legal, or witness representation from conservatives in this kangaroo court, it is up to American patriots to arm themselves with the information. This hearing isn't about January 6th. It's about November 3rd, and here is what happened. Stop the count. On election night, Americans watched as my lead, my lead grew over Biden, and I was set to claim another victory by the morning of November 4th, the day after the election. I led by 700,000 votes in Pennsylvania, 300,000 in Michigan, and hundreds of thousands in Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin. And then the same little dictators who destroyed the separation of powers made the treasonous decision to stop counting. These same states who had recounted millions of ballots in a single day had to stop counting in order to... To, to count a few hundred thousand ballots over the next four days and call the race on November 7th. Why would it take four days to count a few hundred thousand votes when they had counted millions in one day? They needed time to traffic the ballots and and manipulate the outcome of the election. The swamp was so determined to keep their stranghold, stranghold on power that they delayed the results of the election so they could find, manufacture, and produce more ballots after they knew how many they needed to beat me. They cheated. There's no reasonable explanation of why it took so much longer to count the few remaining ballots as opposed to the millions on election day, other than they needed to traffic more ballots, and it took four days to produce the ballots and do it. They couldn't have done it without an elaborate ballot trafficking scheme. Ballot trafficking. Highly respected True the Votes, Catherine Engelbright and Greg Phillips showed the nation high, exactly what the Democrats' illegal ballot trafficking scheme looks like. They spent years investigating election crimes, and their hard work provided America with the indisputable proof so many have been waiting for. True the Vote cooperated with Dinesh D'Souza to produce the blockbuster documentary 2000 Mules, which provides video evidence of ballot trafficking scheme Democrats have created. Engelbright and Phillips used geofencing data that they purchased to isolate and identify potential mules, like drug mules in this context mules are those paid to illegally traffic ballots from nonprofit organizations and drop them into the ballot drop boxes the search criteria they use was to isolate cell phone data that had been uh, to 10 or more ballot drop boxes while also visiting at least five identified nonprofit organizations during a two-week period there's no legitimate reason for any individual to, to visit 10 or more ballot drop boxes why would anyone need to vote 10 times couple that with the idea that the same individuals are also visiting the offices of the liberal nonprofits in the same time period at least one whistleblower at one of the nonprofits in Yuma came forward and confirmed that these organizations act at tra as trafficking hubs for the mules to pick up the ballots to drop off at drop boxes. One woman in Arizona has already pled guilty to a class six felony for participating in this ballot trafficking scheme, and Democrats are getting tax write-offs for this behavior. True, the Volt and local law enforcement had the video surveillance showing the mules dropping many ballots into the drop box, which confirms the geofencing data that Engelbright and Phillips had gathered. This is the same surveillance evidence that the FBI has used to identify January 6 protesters. In fact, the FBI has used this same type of evidence in 45 of the criminal cases against January 6 protesters. Yet, the dishonest media puts experts front and center to tell the America that True, the Volt evidence is unreliable. It's the exact same evidence 
evidence the FBI used against January 6th protesters. How can the evidence be an indispensable tool to identify January 6th protesters, but when applied to ballot traffickers, the science is unreliable and not precise? The hypocrisy is stifling. The swamp has blown the bottom out of how, how low they'll go to deceive the American public in order to keep their vice grip on power. Thankfully, Americans are taking responsibility for what they believe and simply no longer believe the narrative. The truth is, according to Joe Biden, that the swamp has created the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics, and it centers around ballot trafficking. The math. The illegal ballot harvesting operation is an insult to the democratic process, but the kicker is the media feeding us the bogus line that this was the most secure election in U.S. history. What a load of baloney. The data shows us how compromised the system was. The math shows us that it changed the outcome of the election. Looking at just the, the known traffickers, Inglebright and Phillips identified the 2,000 mules. We know they averaged 38 drop box visits, averaging five ballots per box. That totals 380,000 illegal ballots inserted into the election via the drop boxes. We also know they targeted counties in order to impact the outcome of the election. That Many of these counties were separated by only a few thousand votes. Based on the data, Georgia had 250 mules, averaged 24 drop box uh, drop boxes with five ballots, each totaling 30,000 illegal ballots. The margin of victory in Georgia was 11,779, meaning that ballot trafficking alone would have changed the outcome of the state. There are, was a lot of other suspicious activity in Georgia, but the trafficking by itself was sufficient to change the outcome. Georgia's 16 electors should not have gone to Biden. A similar story occurred in Arizona. 200 identified mules averaged 20 drop box visits drop boxes, and five ballots each. That is a minimum of 20,000 illegal ballots. The margin of victory in Arizona alone was 10,457, meaning that ballot trafficking alone was enough to flip the state. Arizona's 11 electoral votes should not have gone to Biden. True the Vote identified 1,100 mules in Philadelphia alone, each averaging 50 drop boxes and five ballots per box. That's 275,000 illegal votes. The margin of victory in Pennsylvania was only 80,555, meaning the ballot trafficking scheme in Philadelphia alone was enough to flip the entire Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. The Commonwealth's 20 electoral votes should not have gone to Biden. Th those three states show that illegal ballot trafficking scheme alone sufficed to change the outcome of the election. But what about the other states? Michigan had 500 mules identified, averaging 50 drop box visits and five ballots for, per visit for a total ballot harvest of 125,000 ballots. Biden's margin of victory in Michigan was 154,188 votes. That means the ballot harvesting scheme at a minimum narrowed the results so that the operatives at the polls needed to manufacture a little over 29,000 votes statewide. We all saw that citizens in Detroit protested outside the TCF Center because Republicans were excluded from the process in one of the most corrupt areas in the country. What were they doing inside? Did they discard Republican ballots? Did they print new Biden ballots? No one has been allowed to investigate in Michigan. Englebright and Phillips identified 100 mules in Wisconsin that averaged 28 drop boxes and five ballots per drops per box. 
That's 14,000 illegal votes. The margin of victory was 20,682. That leaves only 6,000 votes for Democrat operatives to make up by either adding Biden votes or discarding Trump votes. We know that Democrats abuse the elderly in nursing homes that easily could have generated more than 6,000 illegal votes, likely more. They had to cheat in multiple ways to steal Wisconsin, but the evidence of foul play surpasses the margin of victory in Wisconsin by thousands of votes. With just Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, there were others. The Electoral College would have been 279 to 259, but they cheated. And now, look where we are as a country. But what if there were more? What if true the votes criteria to identify the mules was too conservative? Rather than using the requirement to identify someone that went to 10 drop boxes with five or more visits to uh, liberal nonprofits, what if they looked for people who went to five drop boxes? It's highly unlikely that anyone would need to go to five drop boxes while also visiting nonprofits in the time, same time span. The data is astonishing. Rather than 2,000 mules, the number drops to 54,000 mules. And how about if they widen the search even more? The numbers become astronomical and the results would be a landslide victory for Trump. It's all on live tape produced by the government. Continuing the conservative estimate of just three ballots per mule with 54,000 mules, the numbers spiked tremendously in Wisconsin. 83,565 illegal votes were trafficked, more than four times the margin of victory in Georgia. 92,670 illegal votes were trafficked, more than eight times the margin of victory in Pennsylvania. 209,505 votes were trafficked, more than double the margin of victory in Michigan. 226,590 votes were trafficked, tens of thousands of votes over the margin of victory. In Arizona, 207,435 votes were trafficked, almost 20 times the margin of victory. Using this slightly less conservative calculation, coupled with the geo-trafficking data, geo-tracking data, the same used by law enforcement, I decisively won all of the contested states. The final electoral count would have been Trump 305, Biden 233. It's also highly likely that True the Vote did not uncover 100% of the mules, making the numbers much larger much larger than a landslide in scope, and that there were many more mules out there affecting more of the election than we realize this was not a close election. There were 19 counties in the United States that voted for the winning president, presidential candidate since 1980. They're known as bellwether counties. I won 18 of the 19 bellwether counties. Shout out Seth Keschel. 18 of the 19 counties were consistently vote. Uh, who consistently vote for the winning candidate, voted for me, yet we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden won the election? Joe Biden, a candidate who never left his basement and can't speak without a teleprompter, outperformed Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton in their two high-charged elections? Biden even outperforming Obama in black communities, but only in important swing states? Isn't that amazing? It's impossible. Basement Biden earning more votes than Obama in Fulton County, Georgia, by 131,733, or 50% of the vote, and Wayne County, Michigan, Detroit, by 1,917, which are the two largest black populations in the United States. Biden also earned more votes than Obama's 2012 campaign in Cobb County by 89,000-plus votes, 52%, and Oakland County, Michigan, 85,000, or 24%. Either there's a lot of black voters in America who identify more with Joe Biden than Barack Obama, or Democrats are stealing black votes. We all know the answer to that. 
Apparently, Joe Biden is twice as popular in Arizona as Barack Obama, even among black and Hispanic voters. Sleepy Joe earned a total of a million votes in Maricopa County, Phoenix area. That's 508,490 more votes than Obama earned in 2012. Nearly doubling Obama's 2012 performance in key swing states. Biden unbelievably, Biden's unbelievable success of outperforming Obama continues in Las Vegas, Madison, Wisconsin, Green Bay, Wisconsin, and a number of other cities across the country. It didn't happen. In Pennsylvania, six largest counties, Biden supposedly outperformed Obama by 2012 record-setting numbers in Philadelphia by 8%, in Allegheny County, Pittsburgh by 23%, and Montgomery County by 40%, and in Bucks County in 28%, in Delaware County 25%, Lancaster County 30%. The trend continues to many of Pennsylvania's smaller counties across the Commonwealth. Biden earned 550,781 more votes than Barack Obama in 2012. Zuckerbucks. Mark Zuckerberg contributed $419 million to election uh, initiatives around the country. Supposedly, the money was used to make elections safe as a result of the China virus. However, the money was not primarily used for the China virus protection, although some did go for that purpose. For example, in Wisconsin, the money was conditioned upon the five largest counties adopting a Democrat-only initiative of the Wisconsin Safe Voting Plan. The five key counties, Milwaukee, Kenosha, Madison, Racine, and Green Bay became known as the Zuckerberg Five. Zuckerberg funneled his money through the Center for Tech and Civic Life, Siddle, a liberal nonprofit based in Illinois, which received the lion's share of the money, at least $350 million. Siddle is a radical leftist organization filled with Obama Foundation fellows and Obama appointees. Almost all of the money went to Democrat-run and controlled areas. Very little, for cosmetic purposes only, went to Republican areas. They threw us a bone. According to the Supreme Council uh, Special Counsel Report in Wisconsin, another election purpose existed as evidenced by another election purpose existed as evidenced by the documents obtained by the Special Counsel. That other election purpose was to fuse together the CTCL, their allied allied private corporations, the Zuckerberg Five, and the 8.8 million of private funding into joint operations that that group in that group of cities where the focus would be on facilitating increased in-person and absentee voting, particularly in communities of color from the beginning of the purpose of the WSVP contract and its private funding was for the Zuckerberg five to use Siddle's private money to facilitate greater in-person voting and greater absentee voting, particularly in targeted neighborhoods based on the special counsel's report, liberal nonprofits funded by Zuckerberg, who uh, was also trying to control the election narrative on his social media platforms lied to the public about their real use of their money. Why would they need to lie if they weren't doing anything wrong? Because they were doing something wrong and they knew it. They knew the money was conditioned upon their ability to control the election process. The special counsel further states in his findings, quote, any agreement where a city's election officials receive Siddle or other private money to facilitate in-person and absentee voting within a city facilitates violates uh, within a city facially violates Wisconsin Statute 12.11's prohibition on election bribery under Wisconsin Statute 12.11. The Siddle agreement facially violates the election bribery, bribery provision of the Wisconsin Statute. 
According to Wisconsin Special Counsel, the money was intended to impact in-person and absentee voting, which would have a direct impact on the outcome of the election. Also, according to Wisconsin Special Counsel, that's bribery. Zuckerberg should be criminally prosecuted. Election laws prevent individuals from donating more than $5,000 per year, yet Zuckerberg gave $419 million. And it's not just in Wisconsin. Siddle provides funds according to their Form 990 they filed with the IRS to 47 of the 50 states plus Washington, D.C. For example, before the 2020 election, the group gave $45 million to Georgia, $38.6 million to Texas, $25 million to Pennsylvania, $25 million to New York, $7.5 million to Ohio, $21 million to Jersey, $16.8 million to Michigan, $21 million to California, and $5 million to Arizona, among others. Did all the grants to the states have strings attached, or was it just Wisconsin? How unfair and illegal is this? How do you win an election against this? But we did, getting almost 75 million votes, the most in history for a sitting president. Pandemic of injustice. Beginning in the night of November 3rd, Americans knew there was something wrong going on. Almost immediately, citizens around the country started filing lawsuits seeking information and clarification about the election. The year, uh, the year leading up to the election had been a year of violent liberal assaults on the cities around the country. Democrats made it known that they would rather burn cities to the ground than allow for civilized political process. They knew their policies were failing. Citizens weren't buying their hype, and they were losing their influence. So they spent the year creating an atmosphere of fear. And that's the environment in which concerned citizens were forced to file their lawsuits. Judges, including justices of the United States Supreme Court, were scared. Some were political hacks who refused to be on the sole arbiter of such a strong political issue. It was liberal fear-mongering. Rumors circulated that the justices devolved to shouting and argued intensively for how to handle Texas versus Pennsylvania. Ultimately, the justices yielded to the same fear-mongering tactics Democrats had deployed for years. They punted and threw the case out on standing. Following their lead, every lower court threw the cases out on standing, and usually without barely even looking at them. Some of the cases had well-established grounds for standing, and one had even been in open litigation for 10 months before the court reversed itself and then threw it out. Specifically, that happened in Georgia, where a court had ruled that the plaintiffs were entitled to review the original ballot images after granting them access to the files. Then, defendants stalled for months. Ten months after the initial filing, the court decided that the plaintiff no longer had standing. What? On November 4th, 2020, Antrim County, Michigan, announced that 16,447 votes had been cast and Joe Biden received 7,769, and I received 4,509. In 2016, I had received 62% of the vote in Antrim, making the 2020 results particularly surprising. Mr. Bailey of Antrim County, uh, an Antrim County voter, made some phone calls, and the Antrim County clerk double-checked the results and issued new results. A closer look showed that 18,059 votes cast in Antrim County. <clears throat> Joe Biden received 7,289 votes, and I received 9783, meaning I won 54% of the vote, which still seemed odd compared to the 2016 results. This also doesn't account for the difference in the number of votes cast. Why were they short? And where did the new votes come from? Antrim County checked a third time, found 16,044 votes cast, and that Joe Biden received 5960, while I received 9748, winning 60.75%. Jocelyn Benson, the Michigan Secretary of State, asserted the error was simply a clerical error because the clerk failed to update the 
Mesalona Township tabulator prior to election night for the down-ballot race, and that the correct count was always on the tabulator tape. She insisted that Antrim County clerk simply made a mistake, and this was not the cause to, the, to, to look closer at every county in Michigan. Benson shut down, the, uh, shut the discussion down, but Bailey continued the fight in court. Matt, Matt DiPerno, Bailey's lawyer, aggressively pursued discovery in the case and successfully won a motion to audit the election machines in Antrim County. On, on April 9th, 2021, DiPerno released an exhibit in the Bailey case with additional findings from experts examining the evidence, which found that, despite critics saying otherwise, the voting machines were connected to the Internet and the officials knew they were connected. The exhibit produced email communications from election night discussing the terrible Internet connection. This also highlights the weird disinformation campaign waged immediately following the election to dispel the belief that, mach- that machines were connected to the internet despite the fact that it was true. How else was the media getting their results? Voting machines send the tallies via the internet to allow the totals to be counted faster. Connecting them to internet does create some vulnerabilities, but does that mean any malicious activity actually took place? So why all the drama? Why all the hype from the election officials around the country trying to convince the public that machines were not connected to the internet when they knew they were? Why not just say that the machines were connected to the internet, but no security breaches occurred? If that was in fact true, was it true? (laughs) Was there foreign interference in the election? The Pernal continued to release. Let me get a sip of tea. The Pernal continued to release exhibit after exhibit detailing technical specifics of anomalies and irregularities raising questions from the 2020 election. The corrupt media continued to ignore and bury the story and hurled insults at the Perno and his case. The court eventually dis, uh, dismissed the case, but not based on any of the evidence the Perno had amassed. It dismissed the case on procedural grounds. The plaintiff was asking for an audit of the election, and the Democrat Secretary of State told the court she had already conducted an audit. Therefore, the court ruled the case was moot. No evidence presented, no witnesses to testify, just case dismissed. As usual, saved by the court, cases around the country received the same treatment. Courts didn't want to be the sole arbiter of such a massive political issue, but they also shouldn't be afraid to do their freaking job. State legislatures, members of Congress, senators, governors, secretaries of state, and many other state and federal officials should do their jobs and protect their citizens' right to vote. But the swamp runs deep. I guess that turning around an election was, was a step too far. As we near the midterm elections, we're watching the swamp creatures circle the drain as true Americans step up to replace the corrupt establishment with patriots who will fight for our freedoms. The establishment is holding on as tightly as they can to, to their power as they watch it slip from their grasp. Our country is in a nosedive. Americans are struggling to fill their gas tanks, feed their babies, educate their children, hire employees, order supplies, protect our border from invasion, and host of other tragedies that are not 100% caused by Democrats who obtained power through, rigging, uh, through a rigged election, and the people of our country are both angry and sad. 
Americans have very real pressing concerns about the basic necessities of life. What is Congress doing about it? They're doing everything they can to ignore and distract from the very real pain that they have caused this country. They want to talk about anything but the 2020 election results and the fact that they are the cause of our country's problems. Nobody brings this up, but as president, I suffered years of vicious lies, scandals, and innuendo concerning a fake and contrived narrative of Russia. The entire Russian hoax was a concoction made up by Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party. It was used as an excuse for her loss, but endured throughout my entire administration. It was a fake and fraudulent narrative. And now they're trying to do it again. Many other forms of cheating surfaced during 2020. Republican challengers were excluded from the process, bullied and berated. Corrupt officials moved to centralize the vote count away from precincts, making it easier to cheat. Some areas are reported to have had more votes than voters. That raises some questions. There are only a few of of the many forms of cheating that took place in what I call the crime of the century and it's a cover-up by the American media. This is merely an attempt to stop a man that is leading in every poll against both Republicans and Democrats by wide margins from running again for presidency. The reason I am leading in the polls is because Democrats have caused record inflation, sky-high gas prices, energy dependence on our adversaries, the education system is in crisis, illegal aliens are invading our border, the supply chain has crippled our way of life, parents can't get baby formula, mandates have been have crippled businesses, and our way of life has been crushed by government regulations. The United states is being destroyed the democrats know that i would correct all of this and they are doing everything in their power to stop me but we can't be stopped we have to save america period there you go president trump in his 12 page letter to america um i hope that this means what we all hope it means and what we all believe it means that um that continuity of government and um, a form of devolution has been in play and that we are going to start learning the truth about what really happened and we hopefully it'll be corrected in some way. I, I don't know you know, how that plays itself out in the future. I think nobody knows how it's going to play itself out. I think a lot of people expect Trump to be back. I, I don't. I, I've been strong on that for a long time, and I'm going to stick with it. I don't think he will be back before 2024. I think in the meantime, though, this upcoming election is very important, and maybe there will be more to come with regards to the public disclosure of continuity of government and or devolution. I don't know. I, nobody knows. We all, we all have ideas and, and theories about what's going to play itself out. Were we, did we all find each other through Q post and shows like mine and become a family for, you know, and part of the, the search for truth for nothing. Was this all for nothing? Just a psyop for, for that, that bunch of meatheads fell for, because a lot of people really believe that, but we would not be where we are now without Q. So don't even don't even start with that stuff. The results speak for themselves. There is more awake and people researching daily. And the fact that we are able to counter their narrative so effectively and still get to the American people says a lot about what's actually happening and the, and the groundswell in this country. So then what the, the question would be then, how does this play itself out? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And we hope 
Like, you know, the reason why I had such a rough day yesterday is because this stuff is just eating away at me, dude. It eats away at all of us. When you're constantly watching this trans crap and child abuse, that just that shit just is, is meant to, to wear you down, man. And it's, it's, that shit can work pretty good. Um, but uh, so we hope. We, we keep hope alive. We just we, we believe in something much more bigger is happening than than the public is aware of at this point. We had to go through this to allow Americans to start to wake themselves up to what's really happening and that the media has been lying to you for well, your whole life. Um, and reality is not what we make of it. And so we're you know we're, we're trying to, to get to that point through through the public awareness. The, the question would be, how far have we have we gone come right? How far have we come? If you look at where we were during the Barack Obama times and even before President Trump uh, took office, if you look at where we were at that point and how critical that election was, and how the public still truly loved like the Bush family and still truly believed that Obama was a great president and Hillary could be a great leader and all this stuff, right? Um, if you look, if you rewind yourself to that time. Right. Think about it. Think about where people were and how much they loved and believed in our government. And now everyone's awake, awakened to the re- realities that are uh, we have a serious problem in this country and it, it has to be addressed. This seems like President Trump is saying um, enough, enough. That's it. And it, that's what this reads like to me. This reads like President Trump saying enough. You guys are done. And then we will, and we will take this as far as we have to, to, to get justice back into our country. I hope, I hope, and maybe we'll see what happens tomorrow when, when the Supreme court has some, some rulings out for us. We don't know which ones are going to come. Uh, we, we all have ideas of what may come tomorrow and we hope it will. Uh, if not, it's, they're going to come soon. And why? So the timing of all of this is also extremely interesting, extremely interesting. Um, so I, I hope and I pray that there is more to this than meets the eye. I hope and I pray that all of this stuff that we have gone through, um, it, you know, we're going to be very happy in the end, as President Trump keeps telling us. I just keep hoping. Um, nothing can stop what is coming. Trump actually said that in the article, and many many people picked up on it, but of course, I'll just put it into the uh, into the public record here. Nothing can stop what is coming. 15 posts, November 12, 2020. God bless America. Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing. Are you ready to finish what we started? October 31st, 2020. Are you ready to finish what we started? Nothing can stop what is coming is not just a catchphrase, Q. September 10th, 2020. Q, you always seem to have to post exactly when I'm most down. Hive mind. Thank you and God bless. Find peace, solace, through prayer. There are good people standing behind you. Have faith in humanity. Have faith in yourself. Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing. God bless. Q. Uh, May 2nd, 2020 is a Twitter status. Nothing can stop what is coming. Where we go when we go all. And I guarantee you that this Twitter has been taken down because it's in a Q post and they took them all down. See? Boom. Gone. Can't have that. Uh, March 23rd, 2020, it is a representative Andy Harris of Maryland status, Twitter status. It says the end isn't for everyone. TAC 264. I, 
That, that's what I'm wondering. No, uh, no voter ID to get a ballot and anonymous ballot harvesting. Why is it that? Why is that hidden in Speaker Pelosi's coronavirus bill? These are issues that shouldn't be addressed at this time. Hmm. No voter ID to get on the ballot and anonymous ballot harvesting. If an individual in the state is eligible to cast a vote in an election for federal office, the state may not impose any additional conditions or requirements on the eligibility of the individual to cast the vote in such election by absentee ballot or by mail. This is very interesting. Single issue bills, says Representative Andy Harris of Maryland. That is the Twitter status, which is obviously very interesting. Prevent Democrat Party destruction by any means necessary. These people are sick. Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing. March 9th, 2020. My next piece is calls. Nothing can stop what is coming. Dan Scavino dropping that Twitter feed at 1109 on (laughs) 3-7. Come on, Q+. Please retweet Dan on this one. Q-proof. Indeed, it was a definite cue proof. Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing. Rig for red cue. Very interesting. That's a rig for red is a very important marker. January 23rd, 2020, D-class. COC, chain of command, continuity of government. (laughs) January 3rd, 2020. We think chain of command is what we thought, but could it be continuity of government? POTUS to bar. Bar to Durham. Foreign classified intel provided five eyes, non-five eyes as needed. Does Durham want to hold freeze public D-class due to criminal nature of the probe? Probe S. Probes. Think grand jury material. When did the investigation begin? When did the investigation really begin? Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing. Slow drip flood. Q. <laughs> November 3rd, 2019, 3590 came in. Chuck Grassley. Uh, Ukraine fire a PDF. Read carefully. Read, read carefully. Spy insert. EC known. Electronic communication known. Reread drops. RE spy insertion. What do these people have in common? Pelosi's son, Kerry's son, Romney's son, Biden's son. Hint. Geolocation. Ukraine. Hint. Energy coincidence. When George Soros calls, Democrats always answer. Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing. Q. The link is a dead page of Chuck Grassley's. Nonetheless, we, should, we will continue the last few here. July 25th, 2019, 3498 came in as Miami Herald article that says this. Lawmaker says he's been told to back off the call for probe of Jeffrey Epstein's work release. Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing. Q. <laughs> July 12th. July 12th, 2019. A Twitter feed from Political Wire. And it says this. How QAnon makes people miserable. <laughs> we should. I should totally read this. Uh Q says, try harder. Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing. <laughs> um, that was one of the times I got sub Q, by the way. 3320, April 24th, 2019. Sun Q Sun Q status. This is probably gone too, because they banned all these counts too. Yep. Poof. Suspended account. 
You attack those you fear the most. Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing. April 11th, 2019. If we are merely a LARP asking questions on the chans, why are we being attacked daily by some of the world's biggest media companies, social media companies deliberately applying censorship, banning, shills paid to insert it to disrupt media matters, blue checkmark coordinated attacks, etc.? All for a conspiracy on the chans. All for a LARP. Why is there a constant flow of disinformation being pushed? REQ example. Disinformation push. R.E. Mueller is a white hat. <laughs> Fake and false narrative. Think blockade. Stopping President Trump from operating. When you can't attack the information directly, you attack the source. If that fails, you create false, misleading information to discredit knowing, select, unaware followers that would not take the time to self-cooperate the claims same vehicle tactic used by the fake news media, a very prevalent in alternate media as well. It drives me freaking nuts. Logical thinking always wins. Nothing can stop what is coming. As the targets turn to the other side, the attacks will intensify. We have the source cue. December 2nd, 2018. It is a breaking news live Twitter feed status that says probably gone, banned. Can't have that. Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing. History books. Q. On November 3rd, 2018, Mueller, Q dropped this. Mueller will face charges, R.E. Uranium One. He's working to save himself. Q. How do the Clintons remain in control of many still in power? Blackmail. The Clinton family is working overtime. Panic in D.C. Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing. Q. November 20th, 2018, the Hill article, GOP to hold hearing into DOJ's probe of the Clinton Foundation. December 5th, D5, nothing can stop what is coming, nothing. This election was not about fixing the economy, trade, borders, military, protecting our children, so all, so another corrupt politician or insider can simply undo it, band-aid. This was simply... This was not simply another four-year election, but a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether we, whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. Panic in D.C. Q. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. 
The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back 
to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Oh, the good old days. Rick Ferretta. Rick Ferret. Huh. Huh. <clears throat> Three posts. Three posts come up with Rick Ferret. Uh, Twitter stashes that are going to be all banned because can't have too much truth, can't have fun, can't talk about anything that they don't want you to talk about. No, can't do that. Not That's against the rules. You are going to live miserable, and you're going to like it, okay? You can't have fun. You can't laugh. You can't have a sense of humor. You're, you're going to be a good little robot for us, and we're going to make sure it stays that way. Another Twitter status that is likely also banned. Funny how that works. Rig for Red Q, November 2nd, 2019. Uh, That one, that post comes up. My next piece is called Nothing Can Stop What Is Coming. Uh, That post comes up as well. Rig for Red, of course, we just read that. Uh, September 17th, 2020 at 1602.29, Rig for Red. Q and those are the only ones that come up. Um, so interesting. Nothing can stop what is coming and the Twitter statuses. That's it. Huh? I thought there was more for that. Rig for silent. We, we may have exhausted our ability to maintain safe calm. Snow white rig for silent running unknown return. Godspeed Patriots. Device hold, comms, transfer castle, chatter, ring for silent, ring for silent, Q+. This is when um, it was determined that uh, Twitter was geolocating President Trump's Twitter feed and there was an assassination attempt on him. That's when that happened, ring for silent. So there you go. Ring for red, stand the fuck by is what that means. All right, uh, we had a little fun today with QPost. <laughs> Vice, one of the most disheartening signs of our advancing hell world are the thousands of people who hardly believe that the deranged conspiracy theory known as QAnon. It's near impossible to summarize the entire QAnon conspiracy theory as it's fluid and ever-changing. The nuts and bolts are a secret government insider, the titular Q has taken the internet from forum, 8chan, all places to drop clues known in the community as Q-drops and breadcrumbs about how President Trump has taken down the deep state. The conspiracy takes some twists and turns into the occult, an ever-present cabal of pedophiles, possible executions, and the idea that JFK Jr. may have faked his own death and is cosplaying as an old guy who goes to Trump rallies. 
Uh, that second part, uh, if you'd like to search Q post for JFK, you'll find none except for is JFK alive? And Q says, no. While the QAnon conspiracy often feels like an elaborate troll, the online community of real actual people has built up around it. Yes, we're still here and we're taking over the information flow. You like that? Aren't you glad? Hey, well, Summer, aren't you, aren't you glad that truthful patriots who just try to be honest with their audience are actually winning the game? That, isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome, Will Summer? Like, like you guys tried your hardest to destroy every one of us every chance you get. Media Matters spends more time trying to destroy, destroy people like Red Pill and In the Matrix and others <laughs> than trying to actually just do any kind of real journalism. You know, can't do that. No, we don't. We don't do. We no, we don't do any of that real journalism stuff. Uh, we we form narratives. S hole. Thank you for all you do. A much love for Michigan. S hole. Thank you very much for the for the cup of coffee today. I appreciate that very much. Much love to you. Ilda the Hun said, "Lock her up." <laughs> Denise, that's a hell of a letter from President to America. Indeed, it is, and it feels like there's a reason behind it, doesn't it? I mean, why else would he just submit that today? And then we hear that the J6 committee is delayed tomorrow. Now they're not going to hold that, I guess. Um, Speaking of J6, let's talk a little bit about J6 before we wrap the show up here for you guys today. So let me finish up what we had. I kind of took a tangent there. But I want to play a few minutes of Ted Cruz uh, today. Uh, He had a uh, discussion with uh, the FBI, and I thought it was rather interesting. significance, I guess it means the political benefit to the Biden White House. And I will tell you, there are a great many Americans who are understandably deeply concerned about the politicization of the Department of Justice under President Joe Biden. It has been 218 days since we sent you that letter. DOJ refused to answer the letter today when Senator Lee and I asked you about it. Your answer to every damn question is, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You're under oath. You may believe at the Department of Justice that you are unaccountable to the American people, but that is not the case, and the wildly disparate standards are unacceptable. Ms. Sandberg, I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well... There are a lot well, of people who are understandably very concerned, concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, Fed, 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 Fed. Ms. Sanborn, was Ray Epps a Fed? 
Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day. The next day. On January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post list. The reason why she can't answer that is because the Democrats put an investigation into play and then told everybody that they were gagged because of the investigation. You see the, you see the games they're playing here? Seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information identifying, offering cash rewards leading to information, leading to, for information leading to the arrest. This was posted and then sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's explained why a person videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he was a Fed, would magically disappear from the list of people the FBI was looking at. Ms. Sanborn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, and this is, a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of, of public accountability. Did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Yes. Not to my knowledge, sir. Yeah, not to my knowledge, sir. January 6th for non-dummies. Julie Kelly's new article that I want to read today. The January 6th committee is pure political theater intended to crush the MAGA movement once and for all. During another public hearing on Monday, the January 6th select committee featured a witness so irrelevant that his appearance should prompt even the most ardent defender of Nancy Pelosi's illegitimate inquisition to question the committee's real purpose. Former Fox News talking head Chris Steyerwalt, fired by the network shortly after the Capitol protest, was calling the state of Arizona for Joe Biden early on election night, told his sob story to a presumably slim viewing audience. What? Are you serious? The washed-up commentator, however, is, is the last person with any insight into the events of January 6, 2021. Steyerwald's performance, similar to the overwrought speechifying by the committee members last Thursday, is another head fake designed to turn attention away from the truth about what happened that day and in the months leading up to the brief disturbance that resulted in the deaths of four Trump supporters. A well-oiled fog machine operated by the Department of Justice, Congressional Democrats, Never Trumpers, and the national news media is once again pumping lie after after lie into the body politic in the last gasp attempt to destroy Trump and the powerful political movement he elevated. 
He did not create the Tea Party. The Tea Party was here before him. Nearly for nearly 18 months, I have to. <laughs> for nearly 18 months, the American greatness has covered this issue like no other outlet. So as the committee continues its dog and pony show on Capitol Hill this month with an eye towards producing a long list of legislative fixes, the Justice Department inexorably moves to criminally charge Donald Trump for his alleged involvement, and the media takes another extended nap on its purported fact-checking duties, American Greatness here provides a, the, the definitive list of what people need to know about January 6, 2021, and related hype. Congress and D.C. officials, not Donald Trump, are responsible for protecting the Capitol. It is the primary duty of the Capitol Police Board made up of the sergeant at arms for the Senate and the House and the architect of the Capitol to secure the sprawling complex. The federal police force, with a budget of more than a half a billion dollars, employs at least 2,000 officers and houses numerous bureaus, including the intelligence unit. The Capitol building should have been well protected on January 6th during a controversial joint session of Congress with Vice President Pence presiding. But Paul Irving, Nancy Pelosi's sergeant at arms at the time, and Michael Stenger, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's sergeant at arms, repeatedly denied requests by the Capitol Police Chief for extra help days before the Capitol protest. As the chaos unfolded that afternoon, Irving and Stenger continued to delay numerous pleas to deploy the National Guard. More, Although more than a thousand guardmen were stationed at the D.C. Armory of the morning of January 6th, they were not summoned to the Capitol complex until well after 5 p.m. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser also refused to activate a significant number of guardsmen on the January 6th. Instead, Bowser authorized a few hundred guardsmen for traffic and pedestrian control. D.C. Metro Police officers arrived at the Capitol shortly after the joint session convened at 1 p.m. It does not appear the January 6th committee uh, has interviewed Irving or Stenger or Bowser. <laughs> Irving and Stenger conveniently reassigned, resigned on January 7th, by the way. Irving refused to testify before the Senate committee investigating the attack. In addition, Representative Bernie Thompson of Mississippi has announced Pelosi's records related to the January 6th were off-limits. Committee members in the media insist Trump bears some culpability for lax security on January 6th. According to Cash Patel, chief of staff for the acting secretary of defense during the final weeks of the Trump administration, the president on January 4th authorized the use of 20,000 guardsmen, but the activation of those troops would have required a formal request by either the Capitol Police or Bowser's office. And contrary to another widely accepted narrative, Capitol Police at several vantage points allowed protesters into the building without warning that the building was closed. No police officers died on January 6th or as a result of the protest. Four supporters of Donald Trump, Ashley Babbitt, Rosalind Boyland, Kevin Greason, and Benjamin Phillips died on January 6th. Babbitt was an armed, unarmed veteran who posed no lethal threat, was shot and killed by Capitol Police Officer Michael Byrd around 2.45 p.m. near the Speaker's lobby. Boylan died, died around 4.30 p.m. 
outside the Lower West Terrace Tunnel, where D.C. and the Capitol Police were engaged in a violent confrontation with protesters. Witnesses say Greeson and Phillips suffered fatal heart attacks after being hit with stun grenades and explosive devices used by police outside of the building that afternoon. Eyewitness accounts and extensive video footage show police attacking people peacefully assembled on the Capitol grounds shortly after 1 p.m. The Capitol, the Capitol official testified during a recent trial that the department used non-lethal munitions for the first time in history on January 6th. Despite claims by everyone from Joe Biden to, to local news reporters, no police officer died on January 6th. For months, Capitol Police and the media lied about the, office, the death of Officer Brian Sicknick. The New York Times reported on January 8th, 2021, that Sicknick had been bludgeoned to death with a fire extinguisher, an allegation that was included in the House Democrats' unofficial impeachment memo. But the report was false. The Times retracted the account a month later. After a lengthy delay, the D.C. coroner finally issued his, his finding that Sicknick died of natural causes, a stroke caused by two blood clots near his brain. Four police officers reportedly took their lives after January 6th. Two Capitol Police officers committed suicide in the days following the protest, and two D.C. officers killed themselves months later, but there's no proof of any of those suicides is tied to the events of that day. No one carried a firearm into a building. On January 7, 2021, Pelosi described the previous day as an armed insurrection, a narrative that persisted for months. The public was led to believe gun-toting Trump supporters stormed the building with intent to harm or even kill lawmakers in an attempt to overthrow the government. Now, nearly 18 months later, no one has been charged with carrying a firearm into the building on January 6th. Four men were charged with possessing or carrying a firearm on the Capitol grounds, including one man who was arrested that evening after the protest ended. The only person who used a gun on January 6th was Lieutenant Michael Byrd, the cop who executed Ashley Babbitt at near point-blank range. Byrd was exonerated by the Justice Department and the Capitol Police officers. He remains on the job. The FBI refuses to disclose information pertaining to the use of undercover agents and informants. Numerous court, mo- court motions, court motions filed by January 6th defense attorneys refer to unknown federal agents present at the Capitol throughout the day. The New York Times reported last September that the FBI embedded at least two informants in the Proud Boys months before the Capitol protest. Newsweek recently revealed that Jeffrey Rosen, the acting attorney general at the time, summoned hundreds of elite FBI agents, including the hostage rescue team, to Quantico the weekend before January 6th. Contrary to Rosen's public testimony, according to Newsweek, Those agents were deployed to downtown D.C. the morning of January 6th, and some had shoot-to-kill authority if necessary. During her Senate testimony on the one-year anniversary of the protest, FBI counterterrorism chief Jill Sanborn rebuffed questions about whether FBI agents or informants engaged in or provoked violent behavior on January 6th. She also refused to explain why Ray Epps, a man seen multiple times on video exhorting people to go inside the Capitol, was removed from the agency's most wanted list and has so far evaded a wet arrest. The FBI continues to ignore congressional inquiries into her testimony. As the Whitmer kidnapping hoax demonstrated, the FBI is deeply involved in their surveillance and setup of Americans the agency considers anti-government extremists. A Michigan jury in April acquitted two men charged with a hoax after defense attorneys successfully argued that they were entrapped by the FBI. The jury could not reach a verdict on the two other defendants who now face a second trial. Further, Stephen and D'Antonio, head of the Michigan FBI field office, primarily responsible for the hoax, 
was promoted to head of the D.C. FBI field office in mid-October 2020, right after his agents arrested the fake kidnappers and several weeks before the Capitol protest. His office is the lead investigatory agency in the Justice Department's prosecution of the more than 800 Americans now charged for their involvement on January 6th. It does not appear that D'Antonio or Christopher Wray have been interviewed by the committee. The FBI also appears to have lost interest in the so-called pipe bomber who allegedly planted uh, explosives outside the headquarters of the Democrat National Committee and Republican National Committee on the evening of January 5th. News of the bombs prompted the first evacuation of the adjacent house buildings and set off panic in the city and the news media. The FBI claimed it would conduct an investigation and offered a reward for the bomber's capture. Nearly 18 months later, not only has the suspect not been caught, the FBI refuses to release any information pertaining to the investigation or an investigation. Further, the pipe bombs have not been mentioned by the committee members or the focus of any public hearings. January 6th committee is pure political theater intended to crush the MAGA movement and once and for all. And like the many attempts before, the Russia collusion hoax, the first impeachment trial, the stolen 2020 election, the second impeachment trial, Democrats and the media are successfully brainwashing millions of their cult-like disciples who allow themselves to be duped time and time again by the likes of Adam Shithead. Facts do matter, as they say. And the aforementioned list is just a handful of indisputable truths related to January 2021. And the other side doesn't want the American people to see. Share it widely. Indeed, we shall. Julie Kelly with another great piece today. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Jolene. Thanks for being here today. Much love. Uh, Adam, thanks for the hug and the can, brother. Appreciate you very much. Do me a favor. Grab your Do your digital soldier duties. Drop this link in far and wide. Have somebody in your inner circle, please ask them to read it. Show them what the truth is going on out there and help wake people up to the, out of their freaking slumber, please. Because meanwhile, these people are still suffering in prison. Many of them. All right. So far. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out here today. Appreciate you guys. Hawk. Thanks for the new follow and West Texas as well, uh, as well as, Get fee. Thank you for the new follows over there on Twitch. Thanks for being here today with, with, with you guys. Uh, America First, Nikki says, crisis acting company, uh, hired directors, film crews, military experience, et cetera, for Ukraine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, right? All right, let me keep moving here. We're running, I'm running out of time. I still got lots to get to. January 6th committee will not make any criminal referrals, chairman says. January 6th committee walks back chairman's claim of no criminal referrals. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So we'll see. They, they they don't have the power for criminal referrals, so it doesn't freaking matter. Check out this st- sub stack that I want to kind of tie in today's show together with. DC is your crane. Seton Motley with, a, with an op-ed drop today. Just another money laundering operation for globalists. Check this out. D.C. is no longer about representative governance of the United States. D.C. has become Ukraine, just another money laundering operation for globalists. Our money goes in, and when it comes out, it's their money. D.C. spent the last half century plus imposing policies that turned tens of millions of U.S. jobs into tens of millions of China jobs, which was also awful for the United States, but was outstanding for the crony companies bribing D.C. to do it. Donald Trump began to reverse D.C.'s America's last policies, which immediately and spectacularly improved the lives of, you know, Americans. 
say the $42 billion in tariffs we paid were split equally over the past, over the two, over two years, that means $24 billion in 2019, which was approximately one, one, one hundredth, one, one thousandth of last year's gross domestic pot product. The tariffs paid aren't even a rounding error, not even a mini blip on the radar. Huh. $24 billion in tariffs and a $22 trillion economy. And the U.S. economic payoff from the $42 billion in tariffs has been the best U.S. economy in decades, thanks to phenomenal economic wage and stock growth. I'd call that a mind-boggling, actually, remarkable return on our investment. 2017 was Trump's first year in office. The 2017 U.S. gross domestic product was $19.5 trillion. In 2019, it was a $2 trillion increase to $21.4 trillion. <sighs> Sorry, my throat just went completely dry right there. <clears throat> Trump's tiny tariffs resulted in massive U.S. economic growth, but we, the citizens, benefited. The globalists did not. So D.C. is continuing to work to ensure that that error is corrected. D.C. began to reverse Trump's America First policies even before 2000 Mules did their dirty work. D.C. globalists are already trying to reverse Trump's massively successful trade policies. And, of course, D.C.'s anti-America work continues apace. Communist China, of course, a fundamental component of the globalist money-making machine. China offers the cheapest labor since you don't have to pay slaves. China offers lots of and lots of bribes to companies that go from here to there. And, of course, you can't sell to China's $1.2 billion purchasers. One by two billion purchasers, unless you first sell out to the Chinese government. So decades worth of globalists have sold us out to get in on the com- on the China gravy chain, on the China gravy train. Sorry, many of Trump's minuscule tariff dollars were imposed upon China because Trump understood the scam. Since Trump departed, D.C.'s globalist scammers have been demanding Joe Biden get rid of of Trump's China tariffs, and Biden is beginning to acquiesce. Biden and his Democrats, solar sellout to communist China. You might think D.C. has run, run out of American parts to sell by the pound of China, but we're not quite there yet. Biden wants the U.S. to be dependent on China for solar energy. President Joe Biden is stabbing domestic solar manufacturers in the back by announcing a two-year bridge that will stop the Department of Commerce from imposing new tariffs on solar panel component imports. This isn't a compromise solution, as the president has claimed. It's a victory for Chinese corporations. Biden's initial China first chum, the D.C. globalist smelling blood in the water, Business uh, business lobby presses Biden to nix China's tariffs. These are articles that are linked in here as well. Business lobbyists say that right now is their best chance yet to convince Biden to lessen or outright axe China's tariffs first imposed by the Trump administration in 2018 and 2019. Never let a serious crisis go to waste. Hey, globalists, cutting Trump's 20 or so billion in America's in America protecting tariffs will do nothing divided up against 330 million Americans because math, but it will do a lot to further the pockets of DC globalists. And that's, what's really important. So here we go again. Of course, we were just waiting for the time when Biden would sell out to China. And maybe that's the time when 
we'll start seeing some action. I don't know. I freaking ridiculous, man. Can we handle two more years of this shit? <laughs> we'll see. All right, let me keep it moving here. DOJ watchdog, former FBI senior official, had numerous contacts with the media. Really? <clears throat> a former senior FBI official who oversaw a number of high-profile investigations before the 2016 election had dozens of unauthorized contacts with media members before he resigned, according to the Department of Justice official watchdog. Michael Steinbach, the FBI's former acting director of the counterterrorism division, oversaw cases that included the probe into Hillary Clinton's email server. The, the, DO, the DOJ Office of Inspector General report shared with the New York Post said Steinbach had 27 in-person meetings with reporters from 2014 to 2017. He also attended two black tie dinners in Washington as a reporter's guest. The report said Steinbach had numerous lunches with journalists in Washington, quote, <clears throat> The OIG notes that it was unable to determine who paid for the drinks or meals during these social engagements, said the report, which the Post obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request. The OIG report said Steinbach was soliciting a reporter from an unspecified outlet for a ticket to the 2015 White House Correspondents Association dinner. Lots of redacted reporters here may have to branch out. Steinbach text, texted the unidentified reporter on the night of 2015 radio and television correspondence dinner. Quote, absolutely not, but curious to know who you've met so far, the reporter responded, adding, will they never be as good as me, and don't you get uh, the big head? Quote, but they are promising the White House Correspondents' Dinner, unquote, Steinbach responded. The report said Steinbach boasted to a CNN reporter about the uh, attending a $300 ticket 2016 White House Correspondents' Dinner Association Dinner with a, and a reception party as a guest of another reporter. I put you on the map, and now you're cheating on me with redacted. The CNN reporter wrote in a text message to Steinbach, quote, I kept, I kept waiting for my invite from you. Steinbach responded. Following the event, Steinbach emailed a reporter with the subject, Great Night. The message included a photo of an unidentified person standing with a journalist in front of the White House Correspondents Association dinner. Quote, thanks for hanging out with us last night. Redacted and I had a great time. And also, thank you for giving us a lift. That was nice, Steinbach wrote. I know it, it has been a sick, very busy year when it slows down and when the weather gets nicer. would love to grab our drinks with you, Redacted, either in the city somewhere or at our house, the email read. Huh. Um, sorry, a weird clicking noise from my, uh, back, my battery. <laughs> uh, another senior official told investigators that Steinbach told them that the FBI director, James Comey was trying to change the way the FBI dealt with the media. I think director Comey more than any other director I ever heard fully understood the concept that we're only as good as our ability to listen to information with people. The official said, according to the report, Steinbach, who declined to be interviewed by the ONG investigation, resigned from the FBI in February of 2017. So, yeah. Um, I wonder, does <laughs> another freaking Q proof, right? Does it come up? No, it doesn't. I can't. I wonder if I can find it. Um,
me see if I can find the uh, the original Q post that had um, <clears throat> the uh, the mid year investigation. Hillary Hillary's mid year investigation showed how the media was coordinating with with uh, the FBI and other stuff. You guys have seen it, nonetheless. Uh, I'm gonna keep it moving here today. I can't find it that quick. All right, you're being lied to about mass shootings. Here's the truth, and it's loaded with the U.S. DOJ-funded research. Leonard Sipes from June 14th, 2022 in Law Enforcement Today. So I wanted to get this one out there to you guys. I figured you might want to, you know, some information to, to, to hand to people. You're being lied to. The latest data on mass shootings from the National Institute of Justice and the Department of Justice and the RAND Corporation, there are no standard definitions of mass shootings. There are no easy answers. I was interviewed... Hold on. How long is this? Huh. This is a crazy long article. Uh, planning mass shooting public statements. Uh, when counting incidents involving assault weapon or semi-automatic rifle per year, it ranges from 10 to 44. Uh, so, all right. So anyways, since I don't have time to really dig into this, I'm just going to hand this to you guys. If you want some uh, researched data, on the truth regarding mass shootings. Not that anyone will listen. Uh, that's just biased data. It's just, just completely just like it's it's just biased information. It's not real science. So uh, I just choose not to believe stuff like that. Uh, What's up, Just Mojo? Good to see you out there. <clears throat> Thanks for being out here today, guys. Appreciate you guys very much. Uh, pay attention to what the Biden and the IRS are conspiring on because it's big. So with a split Senate and free-falling poll numbers, President Joe Biden is mucking about the bureaucratic swamp to salvage his leftist agenda. Biden's latest end run around Congress turns a scandalously compliant IRS into a political tool. An executive order and presumed behind-the-scenes White House lobbying that has convinced the supposedly apolitical tax agency to issue a statute-defying regulation that creates a new government health care subsidies affordability test. The White House boasts that the plan could reduce the number of uninsured by 200,000, but the Congressional Budget Office and health experts estimate the tiny change will cost taxpayers $225,000 per person. The administration's goal in expanding federal health insurance subsidies is simple and clear to get more citizens on the government dole and beholden to the party of wealth redistribution. Thanks to the coming new Congress and this deeply disenchanted electorate, the left will likely come up short on that goal. Americans have been witnessing daily real-life consequences of big government ideology as the fallout from Biden's blue state officials handling of the COVID-19 has become clear. <clears throat> Americans have seen, for example, how Biden and big government politicians turned the Trump-era vaccine triumph into a weapon. Their jackbooted mandates cost noncompliant health professionals their jobs and soldiers their service. At the same time, administration officials ceded their pro proper decision-making authority to po politicize health bureaucrats like Dr. Anthony Fauci, bureaucrats who have proven totally incapable of anticipating the disastrous consequences of myopic COVID-19 policies that targeted germs while destroying people's lives 
Lawmakers, not epidemiologists, should have assumed, assessed, and addressed the ruinous results that shutdowns would predictably have on the economy, national security, children's education, mental health, domestic violence, substance abuse, and a myriad of other maladies that we now know have mushroomed during these lockdowns. Lessons learned about big government during COVID-19 should now be applied to a, a chart a course for future health policy. First, do no harm. <laughs> um, skirting Congress, the Biden Department of Health and Human Services is moving to rescind a Trump-era conscience rule that enforced federal law prohibiting forced participation in abortions and other controversial procedures. A Biden executive order has triggered a myriad agency regulations redefining sex apart from biology and illegally attempting to compel health professionals to participate in transgender treatments. So, um, the, the, it continues. I'm just trying to skip forward because in the interest of time, the health policy consensus group plan, for example, gives patients control of health decisions instead of the government. What a concept. This fall, voters will focus on inflation and economy, including health care. Indeed. All right, let me keep it moving here today. DARPA's $4.1 billion 2023 budget funds 14 critical technologies. An article in Uncovered DC today that I found to be interesting. I have a good question for to ask, too, as well, Polidius. Why do they put Sputnik on the front of this or something that looks like Sputnik? Weird, right? <laughs> did, did DARPA create Sputnik and give it to uh, Russia? Or did Russia steal it? <laughs> Probably. Uh, let's see. The, the DARPA agent of, of Department of Defense is the world's most advanced research agency with a $4.1 billion budget request for fiscal 2023. This goes into a brief history and so forth. I just wanted to see what the major, uh, initiatives were going to be. Let's see here. DARPA and DOD's 14 critical technologies. They are, um, here we are. Seed areas of emerging opportunity. Biotechnology. By using living systems to produce a wide range of technologies and capabilities, the emerging engineering discipline of biotechnology will avoid surprise in fighting global pandemics by reducing log logistics and sustainable costs and increasing energy efficiency. Quantum science. From more accurate information to faster decision-making by studying physical properties at small and atomic scales, DOD applications and quantum science propose to enable leap ahead capabilities and unprecedented computational speeds to even help solve the most complex analytical problems. Future generation wireless technology as fifth generation technology continues to make its debut across the nation uh, in support of what's ahead. Future G is a suite of emerging wireless network technologies enabled by the Department of Defense and commercial industry cooperation that will lay the groundwork for maintaining our economic and national security. <laughs> Yeah, right. Advanced materials by exploring novel materials with higher strength, lighter weight, and higher efficiency to handle more extreme temperatures. Advanced materials will examine ways to dramatically improve many of the department's capabilities. Effective adoption areas where there is existing vibrant and commercial tr uh, sector activity. Trusted AI and autonomy. Integrated network of uh, systems of systems. That's, that should scare the shit out of you. 
This technology delivers real-time dissemination of information across DoD by providing effective command control of interoperable network and a contested electromagnetic environment that leverages emerging capabilities from electromagnetic spectrum such as 5G. <laughs> what the hell did I just read? Microeconomics, space technology, renewable energy generation and storage, advanced computing and software, human-machine interfaces, and then defense-specific areas are directed energy, hypersonics, integrated sensing, and cyber. <laughs> Those are uh, where DARPA will be going to the future. In other news, on April 13, 2022, the Laser Trailblazer Navy conducts historic test of the new laser weapon system, as we talked about that. So the test was successful, as you guys are aware. Five minutes left. Yikes. Okay, uh, quickly. Missouri Attorney General subpoenas seven school districts amid worry over student surveying. So this is schools uh, surveying their children about sexual things, and this is going to become a nationwide scandal, I hope. Hunter Biden recorded bragging his presidential father will push any political issue he wants. New audio released today from Hunter Biden's laptop. He's going to talk about drug reform and any other thing that I want him to. Mm. He'll talk about um, mm. anything that I want him to that he believes in. If I say this is important to me, mm. then he will work a way in which to make it a part of his, of his platform. Mm. My dad respects me more than he respects anyone in the world, and I know that to be certain. I can't figure out why Ben Rhodes book uh, proves Obama officials lies and his own about Edward Snowden and Russia. It's hard to overestimate the sociopathy of the U of the U S national security officials. Their casual willingness to blatantly lie about the gravest matters is limitless. Ben Rhodes new book, the world as it is the memoir of the Obama white house. Glenn Greenwald has an op-ed today that maybe we'll save for tomorrow. I would, I kind of want to read this because I really want to see what angle Glenn Greenwald will take with this. So we're going to save that one for tomorrow. We'll play that. We'll we'll put that at the start. The top of the show tomorrow. Book chronicling Freedom Convoy hits number one in Canada. Mercilessly mocks cartoon Trudeau. <laughs> Things are better than they seem in Canada. When a book that completely mocks their moronic prime minister takes number one, it's also chronicling the Freedom Convoy, number one bestseller in Canada. Checking in with FCCED today to see what's going on out there. Let me do a quick refresh and see if there's anything going on. South Texas Mayor Rodrigo Lopez arrested on bribery and fraud charges. Federal indictment accusing him of committing bribery and fraud. Uh, U.S. Uh, US SEC probe uh, against Erickson over 2019 Iraqi bribery report. And former Philadelphia congressman pleads guilty to ballot stuffing case. Uh, this is new, um, isn't it? Panita's mayor, Rodrigo Lopez, was arrested as he reentered the country at the Hidalgo Port of Entry. Two-count indictment accuses him of embezzling from the Hoya Independent School District from March of, of 2018 through August of 2018. $70,000 to his company. <laughs> These people think they can get away with whatever the hell they want to do, and the world is changing, and they're not seeing it. Checking in with the Department of Just Us to see if they figured out how to do justice yet. 
former Earth Water uh, CFO and others plead guilty to fraud charges and a high yield investment scheme. Florida tax repair pleads guilty to criminal contempt. Uh, former Memphis police officer indicted for sexually assaulting a female crime victim. Former chairman and managing partner of Energy Company pleads guilty to $15 million Ponzi scheme. California man, Nevada woman indicted for interstate sex trafficking. KBR defendants agreed to settle sick, uh, settle kickback and false claims allegation. Deputy U.S. Marshal charged with unlawfully obtaining cell phone location information. Huh. Read out of the latest uh, Department of Justice meeting, blah. Couple of interesting ones there today for sure. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me here today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. That is all I got for you today. I'll go ahead and release the scratch-offs. Thank you to everyone over there on the Foxwell.app, app. Adam Hunnapug, Attack 264, Crystal Jane, and Who Cares News for the 1,618 gold pills today. Much love and God bless you all. Thanks for joining us here today. The scratch-offs are good to go over there on the Foxhole. Thanks for being here today, guys. Much love to you all. Everyone over there on Rumble and all the lurkers out there, thanks you guys for hanging out today. Appreciate you guys. Mr. Vax and... Uh, and Chris and Styly Girl, Just Mojo hanging out, Marauder, um, Styly Girl, Ilda the Hun, S-Holes, Denise, much love to all you guys over there on Rumble. Thanks for hanging out with us today, as always. And the Twitch crowd, God bless you guys. Thanks for being here with me today. America First Nikki, God bless you. Uh, OG Mary, Dunahawk, thanks for being here with us today, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. Our free choice, uh, let's see, who else? First time chatter, West Texas, man. This uh, 18 months ago, we lost Reagan. Indeed. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here today. I uh, appreciate you guys very much. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. We'll see you guys back here for another edition of Uncensored Abe tomorrow, 5 Eastern, 4 Central. God bless you all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.